Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. Yes, we have had a wonderful family day so far. We've come into to, uh, into the studio, and as we were getting ready to record, uh, one of my granddaughters called up and just, and that's family ministry. She yeah. called up and just said... Uh, Eight years old. Yes. I, she said, Mom, Mom. And so we talked to Felicity for a few minutes, and then we told her, hey, we're on Tice Talks, and she hung up immediately. Yes. <laughs> she said, oh, goodbye. <laughs> she didn't want to join us. Then, a few minutes later, she ran in to say, hey, can I go and see Aunt Nina? <laughs> interruption after interruption, but we love that. Yes. That's yes. what life is about. They are the most important thing. They're not a distraction. That's exactly right. We have... We have guests that come and speak for us here at Liberty, and uh, I have an office. It's a the my office is about 15 foot by 30 foot long, and uh, I have a, a table in there, and I have my desk, and we'll be we'll be uh, having guests come in, and after services, all the grandkids are in there. They're just and it's, it's crazy. The family office. Things are full. there's a couch in there, and they're just doing, and people look around like. How do you do this? And I say, this is family ministry. <laughs> sometimes you and sometimes you think, well, am I ever going to be organized? Not if you have family ministry. You're going to have you're going to have a, at least a display, somewhat of disorganization. Things uh, come up, problems arise. That's Just right. like as we started this, our recording, our awesome, amazing soundboard. Like it is so cool, you guys. I wish I could show you a picture of it. It is neon lights, all the colors. Like, it looks like it belongs in Las Vegas. That's right. And it stopped working. Yeah, it belongs in the dump is where it belongs. In the dump (laughs) in Las Vegas. It's a lot of Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's talk about your brother for just a minute. Oh. This is so important. Which brother? The one one that started the church across town or the citizen of the month? Let's talk about the citizen of the month. (laughs) Oh, it's such a pleasure to be... The sister of the, the citi- citizen of the month. The citizen of the month. And think about this. Think about this specifically. I at, at Christmas time, uh, several weeks ago, and during during Christmas, I opened a package from from Pastor Matthew Tice, my brother. And and when I opened it up, it said. There was a big, huge magnet, like yes. oversized magnet for your car. I'd say 24 inches long and maybe six inches yeah, wide. Yeah, no exaggeration. Had the had the Las Vegas symbol on mm-hmm. it, and it said, "My child was citizen of the month of Las in Las Vegas, Nevada." Looks so official. So I put it on the back of my car. Those homeschoolers <laughs> never amount to anything. <laughs> Except for Citizen of the Month in Las Vegas. And think about this. Think about being Citizen of the Month in Sin City. What does that tell you about? Interesting, Matt. Citizen of the Month. Maybe we should have him on here the next Tice Talks. And interview Now, seriously, Matt really was given the honor of Citizen of the Month in Las Vegas. And I think that's such a neat thing. It It really is an honor. I don't know anybody else. It's been the citizen of the month of anything. I mean, Taylor Swift got Person of the Year last year, and Matt <laughs> got citizen, citizen of the month in Las Vegas, in Nevada, Las Vegas. the place everybody wants to come. Right. Yeah, so and we just want to get away from. So. But you know, Matt would say, "I have no doubt that it is all an account to what God has done in and through 
our church and the people of Liberty Baptist Church. Yes. Because the reason anything that is magnified here at the church is because the Lord is using our church to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So yes. we've been teasing Matt. Matt's been teasing us That's right. <laughs> about Citizen of the Month. Having, having a lot of fun with that, but it is. It's an honor. It's a wonderful thing to know that your church is making an impact on the city and that the executive pastor of that church is being recognized for the contribution he's made to uh, impact the city of Las Vegas. And of course, that's an answer to prayers of for 50 years of praying. Right. 40 years ago, you would never even have thought of why would anybody even honor anybody that's near us yes. to be a citizen of the month here of, in Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas. But what's neat, that's not the, that wasn't the goal at all. No. There's nothing like that. No honors were, as, were the goal. Nothing of that has been the goal. And through the struggles that you guys had 30 years ago, maybe there's times that you thought, oh, I don't even want to do this here anymore. I'm done with this and the problems that arise. Every pastor's life comes times that you think, I I just, where can I move where nobody will know me? And I can just be, I used to say to your mother when we were um, probably just three or four years old, we first started having the conflicts and things were going up and down because in Las Vegas, everything's transient. So on our second anniversary, we had 200 or 100 uh, 110 people on our mm-hmm. third anniversary, we had less than 50 people in services. Oh. And uh, man, that's just and, like and cause just, of depression yeah, right there. You don't want to see anybody, you <laughs> right. don't want to talk to anybody. And so, uh, I used to say to your mother, Let's move to Portland, Oregon. That was my thing. She'd say, Why Portland, Oregon? I said, Nobody knows us there. There's green and there's water and there's birds and there's flowers, and, and we're away from the desert and we're away from Las Vegas. But that's uh, but you just keep going. You just keep doing what God wants you to do, yeah. and because uh, problems do arise. That's right. So like this coming year, and that's what we're talking about today. New year, new problems. That's right. They are going to happen. There'll be problems that come that you anticipate yes. that are coming. You know, taxes are coming. <laughs> you know, different things will be coming ahead of you. But there's also going to be things that, whoa, that sideline you. Whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. What do I, what do I do about that? What am what so when those kinds of problems occur, what do we need to do to prepare for those new year problems? And that's that's so important because like Charity said that's exactly that's the truth. There will be problems. Jesus never said that if you obey my words, everything will be well. He said, if you hear my words and you obey my words, that you will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock and the winds will come and the storms will blow and the floods will come, but your house will stand. Hmm. That's the thing. This year, there will be multiple people that will quit because they can't handle it. The, the storms have come, and, the, and the, they just can't handle it, and the, things will fall apart. Others will stand, and how do, they, how do they stand? They stand because they've made preparations for the stand, and that's, mm. that's what Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount is all about. The, he is telling people, take do certain things, and you will stand, live a certain way, 
and you'll stand in the midst of the storm. Storms are coming. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen politically. We don't know what's going to happen when it comes to wars and conflicts. We don't know what evil people are going to do this year. We have no idea what's uh, what good things are going to happen. Or just our personal health problems. That's right. Or our children not doing what they're supposed to do. Those regular problems. Paul said, Paul said forget those things which are behind. And we had a great year. 2023 was a great year. But reach forward to those things which are before. So how do you make preparation for whatever's going to happen? I'm going to give you six things. Okay. Number one, make sure all of your sins are confessed. Hmm. Make sure that you are open-faced before God on a daily basis. Isaiah said this in verse in chapter 59 and verse 1 and 2. He says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. God can hear. God can save. But your iniquities, your self-will, that word, somebody described this to me years ago. Uh, They said the word iniquity means self-will. Your self-will has separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face far from you that he will not hear. So he's talking to the nation of Israel and he's saying, you're going to have major problems because you won't confess your sin to me and you're self-willed. You're going to do your own thing. So, and and John tells us in 1 John, he says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So I just think it's so important that we daily go before God and say, God, show me if there's anything in my life that that is dishonoring to you. I mean, today, do that today. Make sure that you are totally open-faced before God. If God says, you shouldn't have done this, you should then get that thing right. Get it right between you and God and uh, so that your, your sins are confessed. And by the way, if you have a sin problem with somebody else, confess that. Make mm. sure you you don't have to go to a priest. You just go to the, the individual that you've sinned against and get that thing right because iniquity separates us from God and, and hinders him from answering prayer. And one thing you want to do is be prepared to pray for any situation when it comes up, and that's not, you're not going to be prepared if you have unconfessed sin in your Wow. Life. You know, I think of parenting because when my kids justify their actions, their sinful actions— it's it just puts a barrier between them and me. No, this is what you did. This is what was wrong. Admit they, but I did it because this, 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 this. But when they come to me and say, "Oh yeah, I was wrong. Yes, I did this wrong." I did, it just opens up the communication. It opens up the fellowship. Just as a parent, I think of, and that's who God is to us. He's he's our father. So when we come, and instead of justifying God, I acted like this because you gave me Matt as the citizen of the month, as That's my right. brother. Or you did this to me. Or this, you allowed this. And justifying my actions, that just that does not open up a wonderful flow of communication. Now, I can't communicate those things to God. God, why did you allow this to happen? Why did this happen? This, But not justifying my sin. Yes. I acted like this because— yeah, God, this. God wants us to ask why, mm-hmm. but when he tells us why, then he wants us to confess that it was what our What we our did problem. wrong. I, yeah. was, I, was, I was on Facebook, and somebody put a meme, not a meme, a, 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 what's it, a reel mm-hmm. of a little girl. It was so cute. This little girl had magic marker all over her face. She had it all <laughs> over her hands. And, and, 
and she had the marker in her hand. And her daddy was saying to her, who did this? Did, did you do th- When your mother sees this, she's going to want to, she's going to be really upset. She said, I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Like dead fan face, right? Like, right, just, I didn't do it. Who did this to you? I don't know. I, it's on her face. What? She's got the marker. What is it? What did, what, what, and I think we look that way to God. For, right. There we are with the magic marker in our hands. The, it's all over our face and nobody else is around. Who did this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I don't want to admit my wrong. Yeah. So, so. admitting all of our sins, confessing. Confession just means to agree with God with what we've calling out to the Lord and tell him, hey, I agree with what my sin is sin. What yeah. I've done is wrong. And then all he right. says if we, if, we, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. It's so easy to get right with God. He makes it easy. All right. So number one, confess our sin. Number, number two. two. This sort of goes hand in hand, but are all your relationships with others made right? Hmm. I, from time to time, I just say to the Lord, Lord, is is there anything that I've, any person that I can't look at face to face and say, I love you too? Hmm. Uh, well, you should be able to do that. You yeah. may not like the things they do, but you should be able to look. There are people that are politically totally and completely opposed to me. There are communists that are running this country. I I, I can say this, I don't like what they do, and I don't like them particularly, but I can love them, I, and mm. I, I can have a right relationship with them. They are not the them. enemy. I can remember yeah. a time where I was invited to go to a U.S. senator's office who I didn't agree with at all politically, and I thought, I don't really want to go, but Matt said to me, hey, let's go, and I went in there, and when I went there, the man said, thank you for coming. Would mm. you pray for me? I was able to give him wow. a gospel track. I was able to give him a Bible. I was able to let him know. that God. And it was amazing. He said, you know, me and my wife have just recently started reading scripture together. Wow. And I thought, wow. Now, I think the scripture was Mormon scripture. But mm-hmm. I, but the truth of the matter is, uh, he was. I had the opportunity. And it wasn't but a couple of years later that he died. And wow. I don't know whether he went to heaven or hell but I gave him an opportunity. Uh, Are all your relationships with others made right? Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, Jesus said, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. What an amazing Hmm. statement that is. It is never right for a Christian to have an unforgiving spirit. Yeah. And it, the, the person that it hurts the worst is the person who holds on to that. So make sure all your relationships are right with others. I tell people this, that Christians need to live in a state of perpetual forgiveness. Mm. Uh, forgive, I'm perpetually forgiving. If you're a parent, you've got to be forgiving your children. If you're, if you're a child, you have to per, per, perpetually forgiving your parents. You have to perpetually forgive the close, your husband or wife because they're around you the most and they're sinners and they're going to offend you. They're going to do, we live to live in a state of perpetual forgiveness. And when we do that, then we don't mind, uh, we don't mind serving people who Hmm. may do things that are offensive to us. So are all relationships made right with others? Make sure that that's true. So what if you're the person who needs forgiven, but the person that should forgive doesn't forgive? What are you, are you now not in a right relationship? What do you do? Oh no, the, there, there has, there's a point at which you go and you do everything you can to make things right, and if they say I, I don't, I don't forgive you, then they have, they have to deal with that before God. I want to make sure that 
that I know that I can look at anybody eyeball to eyeball and say, hey, I love you and I appreciate you. And I'm, or maybe I don't even appreciate them. I love them, but, and that I'm going to treat them right. Love is just doing what is right. Uh, Romans uh, 13.10, I believe it is, says that love is the fulfilling of yeah. the law. It's just doing oh, what is so right. that's good. Okay, so we are going to make sure our sins are confessed. We're going to make sure that our relationships are made right with others. And what's the next thing that we're going to be doing? Third, ask yourself, are you seeking his will in all things? There's certain things that I want to do and want to accomplish, but are you seeking his will? God, what do you want me to do? In 1 John chapter 5, the Bible says this in verses 14 and 15, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. I want to make sure that that I have uh, followed the Lord's example and said, Lord, said, Father, not my will, but yours. Hmm. If we have that attitude, then no matter what we face, if, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I've daily surrendered to him and then uh, I, I get in a car accident, if I'm surrendered to him and then I say, okay, God, this is your will— I, I, and if, uh, if I was driving right and I'm doing right, I, I, I'm out in the middle of crazy land and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I've surrendered to you. I want your will. I'm seeking your will. And so show me what you want. Yesterday I was at a, I was, uh, going to get my car, our, our, our motorhome, um, smogged mm-hmm. and I, I was the place I was going to go. I couldn't get to. So I thought, okay, I'm going to this other place. When I got there, there's one guy, and uh, he's all by himself, and I'm just, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this is, uh, I'm waiting, and uh, I don't, it's, it's the kind of thing I just don't like doing. But his name was Trayvon, and he did everything he wanted to do and got everything done. And afterwards, I said, hey, can I give you something really good? And he said, what's this? I said, this is tell you how you can know you're going to heaven. I said, Trayvon, I went to church all my life. Nobody ever told me how I could know for sure I was going to heaven. And when I found out what the Bible says, I, I wrote this so that uh, everybody could know. And he looked at me. Trayvon hadn't smiled. And it was just, yes, sir, do this, do this. And he looked at me and said, wow, thank you. Hmm. Thank you so much. And he took that. I, I, and I know that he read the gospel. I know that he heard the gospel. I couldn't. There's somebody else behind me. I couldn't sit there and, and share with right. him the gospel. But he really wanted that. I uh, it, it's amazing. God will put you in different circumstances that you may not like. Uh, some uh, situation, my friend Doug uh, is in the hospital and or is going to go back in for a, an operation. He's had to go to the hospital. And uh, he's just told me, well, Dave, every place I'm going, I'm witnessing to everybody mm. that, 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 that's there. Just wow. seek God's will in everything. And the next one really is a very similar to that last point that you just that you just said, yes. seeking his will in all things. The, th- the next thing is, are you seeking to glorify God above all things? It's not my, hmm. it's not me, it's not, it's not who I am. We kid about citizen of the month. Uh, that's, that's, that's very nice, and that was very honoring, and it was neat to go down there and watch him being presented that. And, uh, but the fact of the matter is, we don't seek that. First, or John chapter 14 says, And whatsoever you, you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified mm. in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
He's saying, look, everything that you're seeking for, everything you're asking for should be for the glory of God the Father. People will ask me from time to time, will you pray for an unspoken request? And I'll see that. We get that every week. I pray for an unspoken request. My my response to that is always, Lord, I pray for this unspoken request. I pray that you'll hear it and answer it in a way that will bring glory and honor to you. So when the when it's answered, they'll say, "Wow, God, God is amazing." Uh, we should be wanting God to be glorified. That's so good. It's it's easy it's easy to want to be recognized, mm-hmm. and we do. We want to be right. recognized. We want even the the person who says, "I don't care if anybody ever notices." We really do. Here's looking at you, Grace. <laughs> That's that's our that's our tech girl. That's right. <laughs> she never wants to be recognized. Yes. So let's just talk about <laughs> yeah, her for a little oh, while. I love How doing that every once is. in a yes. while. She is amazing. Yeah. That is for sure. She is a gift of God. She's making this thing work today that wasn't working before. Yep. She's incredible. <laughs> but it's all. But everything we do should be for the glory of God. Yeah. Somebody comes up and tells you what a great speaker you are. You you give the glory to God. Yeah. Everything that we do should be to the glory of God. Therefore, bad or good, whatever happens, I'm prepared for it because I'm I'm living for his glory, not my own. Okay, good. So new year, new problems. What do we do to prepare for them? Are we confessing our sins? Are all the relationships I'm in, are they have they been made right? Am I right with others? Number three, am I seeking God's will in all things? We need to ask ourselves these questions. Number four, am I seeking to glorify God above all things? Wow, those are four powerful points, and we have three more, but we have to run through them quickly. Okay, so the last three are, are you depending on the Holy Spirit's guidance? Hmm. Uh, The Bible says in Romans, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Are you depending on the Holy Spirit of God every day? You should be surrendering to the Lord and saying, Father, I'm asking your Holy Spirit to control me and guide me and direct me so that I don't make unwise decisions. Uh, a, a crisis comes up, and and all of a sudden, uh, you have to decide between going right or left. If you've surrendered to the Lord before the crisis takes place, hmm. his Spirit is going to say, hey, head, head this direction yeah. or, or head that direction. If you, If you have a if you have a GPS in your car and and you say, okay, tell me what to do, there's times that you've, you're in a familiar city and you put on your GPS and you say where to go and you're heading down a direction and you know the way and you know all the, the roads to get there and the GPS will say, uh, turn right. And, and you think, man, if I go left, it's a little lot shorter. Then you say, I'm just going to go left anyway. Hmm. And you go left and what happens? You run up and there's a there's an accident. There's a roadblock. Hmm. If you just listen to the GPS, we need to surrender to the uh, our, to the Holy Spirit of God every day. And then, um, are you trusting God in spite? Number six, are you trusting God in spite of your circumstances? Hmm. So something happens that you didn't want to happen. I think of Carrie Schmidt's book, hmm. uh, the, uh, Off Script. I think it's yes. called. Mm-hmm. How uh, there he is serving the Lord in a, in a mega church, doing great things. Yeah. God's using him. And all of a sudden, he gets cancer. Wow! Boom! Uh, amazing how God used that in his life, developed that in his life. And Carrie, I apologize for using your name without permission, but uh, <laughs> but I think you'll forgive me. The fact of the matter is, God used that to develop and mold his life, and uh, 
and we need to trust God no matter what the circumstances are. And you need to plan that ahead of time because the question is, are you? How do you? How do you right. prepare? How do you prepare? Are you ready? When the something happens, when an accident happens at work, and something happens to your spouse, or an accident happens at school or at home, and something horribly unexpected happens to your child. Are we trusting God in spite of our circumstances? What a great question to ask before we get into that problem. That's and right. number seven. Let me give you Proverbs. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And here's the key. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Mm. Number, number seven is, will you praise God no matter what? Oh. Romans 8, 28 is still, is still real. Uh, Chuck Swindoll, years ago, was preaching to his congregation. I wasn't there, but my friend Sumner Wimp was there. And he said, uh, Chuck Swindoll said in preaching in Romans 8, 28, he said, I want you to take the problem that you're facing right now. And he said, I want you to write the problem out on a, on a, on a posting note. And he had everybody mm-hmm. in the church, I guess they all had posting notes. Write it, and he said, "I want you to put it right there in Romans eight twenty-eight. Hmm. The problem, whatever it is, was it a financial problem, a family problem? Put it right there, and 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 uh, so that every time you see Romans eight twenty-eight, you'll see that problem, hmm. and and put it there." He said, "What you'll be amazed at is next year. Hey, it did work out together for hmm. good. Whatever the problem is, we know that all we don't. It's not we hope. It's not that we think." We know all things work together for good to them who love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. First Thessalonians says this, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning wow. you. I think so, of Job and how all the attacks that happened to him were not because of him living in sin, him and his life not doing what God wants him to do. The attacks from Satan came because of his living, doing what's right. That's right. Because God said, hey, did you consider my servant Job, who is upright, who serves me at all times? So these are great questions I don't want ever God to ever ask, have you considered me? Right. Please. It's it's okay. (laughs) Consider somebody else. (laughs) Please do not uh, bring up my name in those (laughs) heavenly conversations. (laughs) Let's keep... I I feel like grace in that situation. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need to be noticed. Don't, don't need to, to be mentioned. noticed. <laughs> so those are such great helps. Just to recap one more time, seven questions to ask when those problems come, those New Year problems show up. Number one, am, am I confessing all of my sin to God? Is all of my relationships with others made right? Number three, am I seeking His will in all things? Number four, am I seeking to glorify God above all things? Number five, am I depending on the Holy Spirit's guidance? Number six, am I trusting in God in spite of my circumstances? And number seven, will I praise God no matter what? Wow, thank you so much, Dad. This is great. These are keys that were given to me. I really don't know where I got these from, but they were so good. We, We added them into our prayer diary. And I look at them on a daily basis. That's so good. Thank you so much, Dad. This is really helpful for our new year when those new problems show up. So don't forget, this is Tice Talks. And it's more than a conversation.